Welcome to the Posture Strength and Mobility Podcast. I'm Isaac Osborne, and I'm here to share with you tips, tricks, hacks, interesting musings, and much more in short, digestible episodes. To learn more about how you can improve your posture, strength, and mobility, check out the show notes for links. Onward with the show. Welcome to episode 23. In this episode, I'm going to break down why most people's trap muscles are over-lengthened and weak and compressing the neck. Not many people know that this important muscle, the traps, can also decompress the neck and get you out of pain. All right, here is the trapezius muscle. And this muscle gets a lot of blame for stiffening people's necks. And that is true. It definitely stiffens people's necks, but possibly not in the way that you thought it might do it. Now, if we look at this muscle, it's a giant muscle. It goes from the back of the head, the cranium, all the way down to T12 in the uh, thoracic spine. And then it comes out and attaches to the shoulder blades as well. But the most important attachment site is right in the middle. See that area in the middle of that, the white part in the middle? That white part in the middle is connecting to the spine. I'm gonna show you how that connects. And it's very, very interesting how it connects to the spine. It's if we take that muscle off and we look at the ligamentation, this right here is called the nuchal ligament. And then we have the spinous, uh, the interspinous ligament as well. And this ligament is really the tendon of the trap muscle. Okay, so now I have the trap muscle back on here and I have it so that we can see through it. Now, if we zoom in and you see right underneath there, if I kind of highlight it, that is the nuchal ligament. So the center part of the trapezius muscle is the tendon of the nuchal ligament. So the, the nuchal ligament is really serving as a ligament and a tendon, or maybe we should rename it the trap tendon that connects to the neck. So this tendon is this, this tendon that goes all the way down the spine or the spinous ligament, the interspinous ligament, or the nuchal ligament. It's the same thing. It's continuous all the way down. Now, this is important because the mechanics of this are critical to what your neck position and your rib cage position are. Let's take a look at how this connection influences compression in your neck. I've made here a rudimentary uh, representation of the nuchal ligament. I've attached this band to the occiput and also I didn't go all the way down to T12, but I went down to uh, T9. And what, what's not realistic here is that this part isn't attaching to each of these vertebrae. And the nuchal ligament attaches to cer cervical one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then also the, the ligament continues down as the interspinous ligament all the way down to the back, down to the sacrum. However, what we can see, and what's really interesting, if what we want to see here is the illustration of this. So if the rib cage drops forward, so if the ribcage does this and it drops forward, what ends up happening is the head, the head goes forward as well. And as soon as the head goes forward, look how that ligament, basically it gets looser, right? And imagine a sail for a second, that sail is going to get, it's going to get ruffled, right? It's going to start folding on itself. Once that ligament loosens, one, all the joints here, these little tiny joints here on the cervical spine, they compress more. 
And that compression, right? Joint compression is never good because then you can start pinching on nerves and arteries and veins and so forth. And the head becomes heavier. But also what happens is the trap muscle itself becomes, becomes pulled forward and rounded forward. So I'm gonna take this ligament off now because the trap also connects to the occiput. I'm gonna put this around the shoulders. And this is gonna be our represent, representation of the trap muscle. So now if the neck is in this position, you see the trap muscle has, has a nice tone to it. But as soon as that head goes forward, right, the head goes forward into this position, then the tone loosens. There's not as much tone in the trap muscle. So with the mechanics of what's happening in your rib cage and your head position is going to influence how your trap contracts. So in this position, if the trap contracts, it actually compresses the neck more. However, when the head comes back and the rib cage actually comes up into a better position, then when you contract the trap, right, this, you get the shoulder movement. And when it contracts here, what we don't see here is, is how it's connecting to that nuchal ligament. And when the trap connects and contracts in this position, when the rib cage is in this position and the head is in this position, it actually decompresses the neck. It, it creates space in between each one of these cervical uh, facet joints. Now this space creation then allows the trap to be a much healthier position. Whereas most people's shoulders, again, Right, if we go here, we go forward, and then that sh and that shoulder is down. If that shoulder is down like this, you can see that I'm elongating it. And if I'm elongating this, then what ends up happening is this becomes pulled taut. So that that tension in your trap muscle that you feel is not from overshortening; it's from being elongated and pulled taut. Most people's shoulders are pulled down and rounded forward to some degree. Even if you have a chest forward like this, you're still contributing to a rounded shoulder position. So now you can see how the trapezius muscle can actually influence your neck depending upon your rib cage position and your upper spine position. It's going to pull on your neck because that the central tendon or and the ligament, the nuchal ligament and the intraspinous ligament are basically the tendon of the central part of the trap. And as soon as that trap pulls or, or contracts, it's either going to decompress your neck or compress your neck, depending on the relationship of what's going on in your rib cage and your head and neck position. All right, so I'm gonna show you an exercise right now that you can start to learn how to position your head and your rib cage in proper conjunction with the trap muscle in a real safe way for you to actually start building better uh, function in your trap and also better um, muscular tone in your trap because if you're most likely your, your shoulders are uh, going down and depressed and, and rounded forward and, and over lengthening uh, the trap muscle, all right? So let's check out the exercise. Before I show you that this exercise, just keep in mind that this exercise will help, but it's not the entire picture. Muscles work in groups and coordinate with other muscles. And what you want is other movements to be able to start 
changing the rib cage position and to change the pelvic position and so forth. You have to focus on the whole body, folks. You have to. This will help, but you have to focus on the whole body. And that's why I have in my coaching platform, my posture strength and mobility membership, I have over 100 classes in there. In there. If you join the program, you can send me photos of yourself, a video of doing certain movements and tests that I'll, that I'll ask you to do. Then I'll, I'll say, okay, do this class or do this class for this amount of time, and then we can watch your progress as you do so. And you can ask me questions in the platform, or you can email me if it's too private. All right, so check out the show note links for the Posture Strength and Mobility program. Also in there is Massage Gun Tutorials and Protocols because most people don't know how to use Massage Gun and the pain area that you feel, you need to change the relationship of other muscles and release them to be able to get that area to decompress. All right, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna sit on the floor with your back to the wall. And with your back to the wall, then what you're going to do is open up your legs like this. Just relax your legs in this position. And what this is going to do is going to trap your pelvis in a position that it can't move. That way, what we're going to do with the rib cage is we can tell what the rib cage is doing. Now, the second most important thing on this is to not push your rib cage forward. Don't push your rib cage forward so your back comes off the wall. You actually want to keep your back on the wall. So right now I can feel my low back my mid back, my upper back on the wall. The next thing that you're gonna do is you're gonna make this little half fist thing like this. And that half fist thing is gonna to go to your temples. The thumbs are gonna point down. Now from here, I want you to bring your, your shoulder blades back. Now, what you wanna feel is you wanna feel those shoulder blades on the wall. Now with the shoulder blades on the wall, I want you to shrug just a little bit and be careful of what your head is doing because you want your, your chin down and your head back. Your, your head is contacting the wall the entire time. If it's hard for you to get your head back against the wall, just stay here in this position. But you want to notice is, it, is are your shoulders on the wall or off the wall? If you pull your shoulders forward, they come off the wall. If you bring them back, they come onto the wall. And maybe you need to go a little bit wider out here to feel the whole shoulder blade against the wall. So push it forward and then bring it back. Notice that if I push it forward, my rib cage drops and my head comes off the wall. Again, we want to keep the head against the wall. You can pull the belly button back, kind of lift the rib cage up towards the ceiling a little bit. That positions the ribs in the right position. Then once you have the, if you can go all the way back, great, fine. But try to keep the elbows off the wall just to, so you can have a little bit more control because it's kind of hard for a lot of people. Then once you're here, go ahead and shrug, press the shoulders back into the wall, and then just let go. Don't pull the shoulders down. So again, you're going to sh shrug slightly, pull those shoulder blades back. You can, if your elbows come back, that's great too. Then there, just drop the shoulders a little bit. My shoulders aren't moving a great distance. If I really pull my shoulders down, my head actually comes off the wall. So again, lift up, pull back, feel that flattening in the shoulders. Bring your chin down like you're trying to make a double chin, and you can even press the head against the wall. And then that's opening up the neck, and it's also contracting the trap. And so go up, back, touch the wall, and then come down. Up, back touch the wall, and then come down. Up, back, touch the wall, come down. And I'm not really bringing my shoulders really forward. I'm just relaxing enough. 
And what you're going to feel is you're going to feel some burning in the trap here. But as long as your chin is down and your head is pulled back and you're not pushing your rib cage off the wall, then what you're going to feel is much more work in the trap and it's much safer for you. Whereas if I go like this, if I contract and my head goes forward, that's that crunching and compression in those facet joints. So this movement is not good. And this is what a lot of people do is they bring their head forward as they contract in the traps. That's going to ruin your neck. It's going to compress all those vertebra. It's going to compress the, the occiput onto the first cervical vertebra. It's going to push it forward and help you develop forward head posture if you don't already have it. So again, this position, chin down. Bring those shoulder, those elbows back. You can touch the wall if you can, if you can keep your spine on the wall the entire time. And then shrug up, back, and then down. Up, back, and then down. And I'm just relaxing down. And I would do about, depending on what, how hard it is for you, I'd do about five to 10 reps. And then you'd you know practice that every day and then continue those reps and increase those reps as time goes on. What you want eventually is control enough to bring those elbows back and the, sh and the shoulder blades back and then come bring them off your back and then on your back again, off your back and then on your back, off, on, and so forth. And you can do reps of 25 to 35 once you start really getting the hang of that positioning of the shoulder because the positioning of the shoulder is the most important thing. So learn the position of the shoulder by first going here, coming back a little bit, bring shoulders up and back, making sure your entire spine is on the wall. You're gonna feel burning in your back, your mid back, your upper low back or low mid back. And then you, you just bring it up slightly back and then re relax. Up slightly back and then relax, five to 10 reps of that. And then eventually try to do reps that are these where your shoulders are coming on and off your back and your your chin is tucked your head is against the wall your ribs are in the right position while you're doing it then you're going to strengthen those shoulders and those traps properly thank you for joining me for this episode if you liked it please subscribe and leave a positive review so others may find it and get help too check out the show notes for links on how to win a mini integrator massage gun posture strength and mobility classes that focus on corrective exercises or self-myofascial release protocols for neck pain, back pain, knee pain, plantar fasciitis, and much more with my massage gun, The Integrator. Until next time, keep exploring your body and stay curious.